Here we go, episode 8 of 10 that I've promised to record for you in this uh, season of the show. Who knows? There might be another season, there might not be, but 10 is what I committed to. So welcome to Mrs. Impossible. Again, these the, the second half of these episodes... Uh, the first few are just raw, unedited, without all the fancy audio taking out my breath and all of the uh, random sounds like my neighbors doing something on their floor. I have no idea what they're doing. It sounds like they're rolling a metal ball. But yeah, so hello, and I'm so happy that you're listening. <laughs> no um, special effects or awesome little intro again this week with the custom-made music, but it's me. Hi. But one thing I do carry into every episode uh, throughout this entire season is segments. I have segments of the show. And one of the segments I've had on every show is called Fresh Pick Thoughts. But today's segment is going to be called Not-So-Fresh Picked Thoughts because there are some things I wrote down that I actually want to tell you, whereas fresh picked thoughts are things that I didn't even write down that just came to mind while I'm talking to you. And I have a feeling that this whole show today will be about uh, the not-so-fresh-picked thoughts, because I have a little list of bullet points of things that I thought, oh, it'd be good to talk about that. <laughs> so these are not-so-fresh-picked. They've been sitting out a little, little while, maybe like five hours. <laughs> and I think that'll probably be our only segment today. It'll be the uh, entire show worth. And you know what? I, in every show I have talked about dating apps, dating, dating apps in particular, and I even had the segment Swiping with Cindy. Uh, and this show, I was going to see if I, I contemplated seeing if I could go a whole show without talking about dating apps. But I don't think I can, because it's part of the impossible mission of my life anyway. <laughs> it's to find that magic uh, with someone. So, I, I, I did, you know, I had, before I even pressed record, I said to myself, let's see if I can go a whole show without talking about dating apps. But it's just not going to happen, because, look, I'm back on them. I'm back on the dating apps. I pulled back from them. I'm back on them after meeting someone. Very nice, and seemed like we got along uh, very well. But anyway, it, it's because of our different uh, desires and future visions regarding children, we didn't go forward, so I'm back on the apps. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I am so... Okay, no, you know what? Before I even tell you that, we are actually now... We are about to embark on a fresh pick thought, because I didn't plan for this. So we're going to have the segment that I'm about to start, Fresh Picked Thoughts, and then we're going to have the not-so-fresh not picked thoughts right after that. So here we go, Fresh Picked Thoughts, because I wasn't planning on talking about this, but here I am. I'm going to talk about it. Dating app. One, I'm back on Plenty of Fish. I'm back on Plenty of Fish. But there's another app that I have to tell you about. It's like a dream come true. When I'm on it, I'm like, wow, is this real? Is this real? So many fit people. Now, I go to the gym regularly. Before I went to the gym regularly, and that would be 2017 or prior, 
I would go to the gym, but just do kind of cardio. I didn't really take weights seriously and having nice, sexy muscles in a feminine way. I didn't really focus on that at all until 2018. So now we're approaching 2021 and it's been about three years I'm into it. So that's what I like when it comes to guys. And this app, Fitify, wait, hold on, Fitify, F-I-T-A-F-Y, is like a dream come true. Only problem is it's uh, new. It's new. So they don't have a lot of the local, they don't have a lot of local people. They don't have a lot of people on it yet. But, oh, what a dream it is where oh, just roughly uh, maybe 60 to 75% of the profiles I'm swiping right, where on the usual app, uh, maybe 3%, 2, two to 3% I'm swiping right on, on the other apps. It's ridiculous how many good-looking profiles there are on this app. Of course, you know, that leaves about, what, 30, 40, whatever percent that I don't swipe right on, but that's still a huge, massive percentage. It's so amazing to have that in common with so many people, the priority and value of health and fitness. That's why they created the app. I even chatted with the owners. I matched with the owners of the app. They're, they have profiles. It's three guys and two of them, uh, apparently, I think, are sim- single because they're on the app. But they say in their description that they're there just for feedback. Sure, you guys are there for just feedback. Sure. But anyway, I gave them my feedback. I was so excited. Probably too excited. Probably, yeah, I was too excited. I probably scared them with how excited I was about their app. I gave them so many ideas. One of the guys was very welcoming. Actually, they were both very welcoming. But I realized I was probably giving too many ideas. I, I love the app, Fitify. I have four people who've just written me all in one day. <laughs> Five, maybe. And yeah, it's just fun. It's, it's, (laughs) I don't know why, but so many of the photos are really high quality of these people. And usually in dating apps, you get a lot of profiles with really low quality. Maybe these people who really care about health and fitness also have great phones and they care about their health and fitness. So they also care about showing it properly in a photo. It's so frustrating on these apps when people upload blurry photos (laughs) Some apps do convert a high-quality photo into something that's blurry, unfortunately, and that's not any of our fault, but uh, any fault of, you know, the person uploading the photo. But, uh, but normally, yeah, you know, you want to see a high-quality photo, and it's just not very common on these day- dating apps in general. But this Fitify, wow, there's so many high-quality photos beautiful men on there. I haven't signed up as a man to see what the women's profiles are like, but I imagine they're pretty cool, probably just as good. And it's so much fun. I'm loving it. Loving it. I love the fact that everyone on this app is, or at least most people, (laughs) are there because health and fitness are one of their highest values, if not the highest value. And so we all share that right away. So there's an automatic connection with the people you match with as well. Obviously not an automatic romantic connection necessarily, but just a camaraderie of you know, sharing a value. So there's something to talk about with everyone there or most people. Although when I was looking at it today, there were, 
there were a couple of people on there who clearly aren't into health and fitness, but they're very easy to spot. Their profile is just obviously just uh, exploring the app when they're not really into health and fitness as much as most of the other people. So I had to tell you that, but that, that was a very fresh pick thought, <laughs> very fresh. And, uh, oh, here's one, another one. On, you know, plenty of fish, you know, I got this message and I was cracking up. And so I took a screenshot and I can't seem to find it. <laughs> Do you know, uh, someone wrote me on plenty of fish and said, um, you know, hi, nice to meet, uh, whatever, pleasure to be matched, that kind of thing. And, and then he asked at the end of his little, you know, two or three sentences, so what's your favorite color? Yes, he asked, so what's your favorite color? He asked, what's your favorite color? Really? Is that what it's come to? I mean, you know, it's sad. (laughs) What's your favorite color? You know, that just proves that dating apps require skill. They require skill. They require skill. I'm just getting a message from uh, the guy who I was dating, who I really liked, and the whole children thing made us call it off. But he just messaged me that to tell me that Bitcoin is still rising. That's great. He's going to make a lot of money doing that if he keeps it in there and Bitcoin keeps rising. He also actually got me involved in in um, cryptocurrency, which was actually one uh, one thing I wanted to tell you guys about. It's one of my not-so-fresh pick thoughts. So let's make that a transition to the next segment of not-so-fresh picked thoughts. Let's get in there. Because cryptocurrency is something he got me into. It's just so much fun. As long as I keep just the amount of money that makes it fun. Just a few hundred dollars for fun. I think anxiety will start creeping into it if I put more money into it than I should because it's gambling. I have my, hold on, I have my feet up on this uh, dining room table, or sorry, not dining room, living room table, so living room table, and the little rubber from my shoe is squeaking in case you heard that and was like, what is that? Yes, I'm very comfortable with my feet up on, uh, with my runners, as they say here in Australia, squeaking, sneakers squeaking. Anyway, yes, cryptocurrency, he got me into it. And I love grabbing the phone and looking and seeing what the current rates are. I am contemplating buying a very volatile, I don't know if this is the technical term for it, but volatile, one that goes really far up and then really far down, really far up. I don't know, maybe that's not volatile, just very dramatic. I just like the steep ups and steep downs because that's when when you see a lot of those. I'm trying to figure out the patterns myself, but <laughs> when you see the steep climb and the steep fall happen several times, then you know it's exciting and that there's a possibility or at least a higher possibility of you putting in some money and then selling it once it, you know, putting in some money and then watching it rise. It's just when do you sell it? That's that's the big question is when. So I just like, I would just like to figure out the patterns, the science, the probabilities of all of this. It 
fascinates me. So I have a few hundred dollars in there and I'm watching it. I, I had, what was it, about 300 in there and I made in, well, what, about a week. It went up to about 330 roughly. And I just left it in there and then it went back down to 300 and now it's like at 287. But, you know, <laughs> uh, I, so I could just let it sit there for a long time. Uh, which is probably what I'll do for some of the coins that I've purchased, some of the, you know, different brands, is that what you call it? Uh, companies of coins. And then others that are, that have the steep up and, you know, steep climb up and then, st- or not steep, quick, steep, quick jumps up and quick jumps down. Those are the ones that you do short term. I was explaining this to someone today on one of these dating apps on how I'm doing it. And um, I realized as I said to him, how, you know, some coins are really meant for long-term because you look at their patterns and they're very stable and rising. And other coins you look at and they're very erratic. So they're meant for just short-term investment. And then I said to him, you know what? The more I write to you, the more it sounds like dating, right? Some people are like the erratic coins, short-term investment, and some, or you don't want to touch them at all because they're too high risk. And then the others are more longer term, and obviously everything. Um, I'm constantly thinking about dating, so of course I'm I'm relating it the coins to that, aren't I? Yes. So, not so fresh pick thought topic, cryptocurrency. It's been really fun. I'm kind of tempted right now to even look and see what uh, one of my coins are doing because I want to. Uh, it's, it's one of the short-term coins that I'm most excited to look at and just spend a little bit of money on. Guys, I hope I don't become a gambler. I don't want to become a gambler. Uh, so how do I have fun with this but not become a gambler? I hope it's not considered gambling. Is it? It is a bit. But isn't the stock market gambling in a sense? Hmm. I haven't done the stark stock market. Stark. The stark. Sometimes it's stark. Sometimes the stock market is stark. That's my next move. I've been investing my money in very risky, uh, a very risky venture, which is building a web platform in order to change the coaching industry. And uh, I could have spent a lot of money instead on even a house or stocks, but this is what I've done with it. Um, We'll see how that goes. But now I'm starting to put, you know, a little money, like I said, into playing with these cryptocurrencies and we'll see how far that goes. What are some of the other dot points in my not so fresh picked thoughts segment? Yes. Oh, yes, that was the thing. (laughs) I am amazed at how our bodies feel right throughout the day. Have you just stopped to realize how sometimes you can feel completely relaxed and all of your senses take in the surroundings around you on a deep level and it feels good? And other times you're on edge kind of like a cat with its hair raised. Well, 
you know, what causes that state, that state of stress where maybe your back or chest is tight? Sometimes it gets that way and, and you think it's, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. So what I wanted to say is back in February or March, I found myself sitting in bed watching the news and after the news or sometimes some time after watching it, I would start shaking. It was a matter of like three days in a row. I was like, why am I only shaking, uh, you know, at the, you know, at this time? After three days, I realized it, there was a clear pattern and I thought, well, do I have COVID? Is this a fever? Am I getting a fever? But after the three days passed of the same thing happening, I realized that my body was shaking. My mind was not conscious at all of this, but my body was shaking out of anxiety and fear. Like it was like a shake similar to having a fever. And it would end after I turned the news off. <laughs> so obvious, right? What it is. It was the COVID story, the news. And it made me think after those three days, wow, things can affect your body's health and anxiety and stress. And you don't even realize what it is. For three days, I thought, oh no, am I getting COVID? Why am I shaking? I must have a fever. Let's just see if it, you know, if it just goes away. And it did go away after the first day of, you know, and I turned the news off. And then the next day happened strangely again at the same time while I'm watching the news. Third day, it happened again. And by the end of that evening, I knew something was up, so I just didn't turn on the news again about COVID, and guess what? I didn't get the shakes again, so clearly (laughs) that's what it was, and instead of watching the news, I subscribe to a government text message through WhatsApp that just gives you the numbers and any basic information you need to know, only the information you need to know, and it felt so much better. I wasn't shaking anymore. But imagine how many other things about job, you know, career, money, relationships affect your current physiological and mental state. You know, like maybe something's happening at work and you're not realizing that that's what's causing this sense of irritability in you. It's something that's happening, some news headline at work. And you don't know why you feel so ridiculously irritable. Maybe you're even shaking. Maybe you have tension in your back. And it's the headline. What are you listening to? What are you accepting? What are you believing? What are you complying with? Maybe there's something you need to turn off. Maybe a job you need to quit. (laughs) So that's been a big insight for me. The same thing with food. Food does the same thing. I feel like there, I haven't done drugs. I have tried uh, marijuana, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 times total in my life. But I have not tried other drugs. And however, I feel the sense of amazing clarity and focus in my brain when I have green tea. Why do I feel so good when I have green tea and problems seem to be so much more easily solved when I have green tea? Food helps your 
sense of clarity and physiology and mental state as well. So you have the news headlines, both at work and your home and your social life and on the TV that affect your physiology. And then you have food and drink that affects it. And of course, with me, if I haven't said it before in other shows, there's the gluten and dairy intolerance that I've suffered much of my life that I didn't even know I had. And I just thought, oh, it's normal to have uh, eczema all the time. And it's normal to, um, I didn't even recognize it as a problem that I had severe fatigue many times uh, in the day. I just grew up that way because I had, no one stopped and told me that life should be any different. I just didn't know what it would feel like to not have it. Um, but gluten and, uh, maybe five years ago, six years, five, five or so years ago now, I had a health issue and, um, it's all better. But in that process, in that journey, the doctors took me off, uh, dairy and gluten and a blood test revealed that my antibodies respond to gluten and so I stopped it, and all of a sudden the eczema, little spots of eczema I had all throughout my life went away. And now whenever I have a little bit of gluten, the eczema comes back. Actually, I had some by accident uh, maybe a week or two ago when I was dating uh, the guy who I said I liked. And, <laughs> and um, he pointed out the rash on my head that developed right afterwards. I said, oh, yep, that's a gluten. It's amazing. So if you're listening to this, by the way, and you know anyone who's had eczema their whole life, some kind of rash, just just test and see, have a, have a gluten intolerance test and see if your antibodies react, see if their antibodies react to the gluten. It, you could be getting a rash and some kind of brain fog and lethargy because your body is trying to fight off uh, the gluten. Anyway, it affects my life, my concentration, and that's what I've been talking about the past five or so minutes is how food and headlines and drink, different things affect your physiology and your mental state and your energy and your ability to cope and exist happily in the world. It's amazing. At the same time as the gluten discovery also was the dairy discovery. And I was amazed to discover that once I stopped eating dairy or consuming it in any form, all of a sudden I had new energy levels and a sense of clarity in my brain that I never had before. I thought, wow, I can't believe so much of my life, most of my life, (laughs) proportionally, proportionately, was a gluten and dairy life full of fatigue and random little spots of rashes. But as long as I stay off those two things, I'm... I'm better. Yes. So what things could be causing your physiological and mental state right now? Whether good or bad. It could be the headlines you're consuming. It could be the food you're consuming. It could be the drink you're consuming. Amazing. Amazing. What else is on my list? Yes. Maybe. Oh, that's right. Well, I think that that's it. That covers all my not-so-fresh-picked thoughts (laughs) that I wanted to tell you that. The last one, well, the last one on the list was 
<clears throat> By the way, I just cleared my throat, and I, I would have cut that out if, if this was the first, second, third, or fourth episode of this show. In the editing process, not only would have I cut this mumbling that I'm doing right now and not speaking the words correctly and clearly, I would, of course, cut that out, but I would have also cut out me clearing my throat. Who wants to hear me clear my throat? But I have to clear my throat right now, so I'm going to. Ready? Hold on. <coughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, so the last thing, the last bullet on my not-so-fresh-picked-thoughts list was just the simple note that I wanted to get these 10 episodes done by the end of the year. I, th- I thought to do it, didn't really intend it in my heart, but just in my mind, and it's really best and most probable that you get something done when both your heart and your mind agree, which I didn't do for this goal, but I'm pulling together towards the end of the year, and I think I might actually have all 10 episodes done by the end of the year, by January 1st, at least, anyway. Well, we can bounce back to a fresh pick thought. This, This show has been bouncing back and forth between them a bit, and... My fresh pick thought right now is that I have my citizenship ceremony in January to become an Australian citizen officially. I was approved uh, months ago as a citizen, but the official documentation that officially confirms me as a citizen will take place on this day, on the, the ceremony date in January. And at that point, I will be required to enroll in, there's a term for it, I'm new, forgive me for not knowing the, role, the, the term, but it was something like the election roll or the, uh, there's some kind of list that you have to sign up for, that you're required to sign up for so that you can vote. Because if you don't vote here in Australia as a citizen, you receive a fine. How great is that? Everyone is required to vote if they would like to participate in this country. What that does is it makes everyone more responsible for what happens in the country. Whereas where I came from in America, you are not required to vote. But yes, but yet... Still many people, even though they don't consider their vote valuable and they do not vote, yet they still have a strong opinion that they like to share about the government and the way that it's run. Well, that conflict cannot happen here. And so there's, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about that. I, I, it will be my first time being required to vote. I am an American. I'm not required to vote. But now, as I become an Australian, I am required to vote. Yes. So that, that, that has me pretty excited. All right. Well, you know, as I'm recording, I can press stop and start recording again. That's the only kind of editing. Well, no, there's one other kind of editing I can do. I, after the, I record, I can shorten the clip to cut off the ends. And, and that's about the extent of my editing of these shows. Maybe add a little sound at the end or between clips. I can do that. 
but uh, so I just a minute or two ago, well, 32 seconds ago, I stopped the recording so that I could um, regroup and think, well, what do I want to say next? You know what I want to say next? <sighs> Is, you know, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe a guy and a girl if one is attractive, if one or both are attractive in any way, I don't believe that a guy and a girl can be completely, quote-unquote, platonic, whatever that means, if one of the two is attractive. One of the two will at least have one thought. I mean, let's just be really minimal on this. I mean, really, really conservative. will at least have one thought of romance towards the other. At least one tiny, itsy-bitsy, tiny-weeny thought, maybe, right? (laughs) And maybe that's okay. If both are single, that's fine. But if one of them is dating someone else, or if one of them actually genuinely has feelings attached to the other person and it's too difficult for them, then having that quote-unquote friendship makes it very hard. But this guy that I have recently dated, I wish I could have him as a friend, and I don't know if I can, but I would really like to. I would really like to. I was attracted to him. And I was also, uh, we also just got along so well. And he said it and I said it, that we both just really love talking to each other and really click, but we don't agree on the children thing. (sighs) So sad. I will confess, or is it a confession? Or more of just uh, uh, just being transparent and maybe relating to those of you who are listening who might have experienced this. But I did feel a complete sense of hopelessness. Um, I felt like my heart hit kind of like a rock bottom for some time after we made that decision. Because after meeting so many people and then finally feeling a click again and knowing how long it took. And knowing that it wasn't going to happen really deflated my hopes. And so I just laid on my bed and encouraged myself. And I wonder what the mechanisms are that do that. Like, how, how do you tell, how do you pass on this thing that I've done to encourage myself back again? I don't know, but one thing I do know is that it would not have happened, my heart coming back. <laughs> from that dark place without self-compassion. That was an essential part of it. Whatever it takes for you to feel self-compassion, you have to find it. Well, at least I do. I don't want to say you, me, I. If I want to come from that, come out of that place, that dark place, self-compassion has got to come from somewhere. Compassion on yourself. Compassion on yourself is like the oil or grease that gets the engine moving again. And that seems to be a reoccurring theme for me, is this self-compassion that gets me up and going. And, well, how do you even have self-compassion? How does someone learn self-compassion? Some people can do it on their own. Maybe it was learned as a small child and their parents or one of their parents or someone in their family or someone affirm them so much that maybe a little record is always playing in their mind of how valuable they are and how loved they are. But for other people who didn't have that, where do they get the self-compassion from? Where do they get it from? 
I have thought that, well, you can get it by performing acts of self-compassion, whether you feel it or not. That's one way to do it. For example, university studies have been done that prove how just standing in front of a mirror as terribly awkward as it is and looking in the mirror and saying out loud self-affirmations actually does change your mental state and your emotional state. It does work. That's one way to have self-compassion even when you don't feel it. You start the engines anyway and that can generate some self-compassion that's one possible way perhaps but what if you don't even have enough to get out of bed to stand and look in front of the mirror I don't know but one thing I do know is that hmm I do hope that it, it, I don't want to sound religious I don't want to sound religious but There is a story of a man 2,000 years ago, and I do not currently attend a church or religious service at all, but there's a story of a Jewish man 2,000 years ago. And look, whether it's even true or not, the story lifts my soul and gives me hope. And at my lowest of lows, at the very, very least, what I'm doing scientifically or psychologically, maybe maybe he's real, maybe he's not, but I do have my moments where I go into the space of heart where I talk to God in my heart and I imagine the story of that man, that Jewish man from 2,000 years ago. And it brings me peace and hope. So that's where some of my, all of my, some of my compassion for myself comes from. I feel like someone has to first love us before we know what love really can be or is. I know that a lot of the time I love a person because they first loved me. I don't know how often that's the case. Is that the case for everyone I've known? I don't know. Maybe. But I've seen that pattern where if someone shows me love and I find them to be someone that I want in my life, then that love that they've shown me pulls me towards them. I, I have two best friends that just come to mind who started with a compliment towards me and they showed me their love towards me and they're still my best friends today. Uh, one of them was in an elevator and she complimented the scarf that I was wearing and she's always been complimentary ever since then and that was many years ago they first loved me so I feel like in order for us to have a, have a compassion we first need to receive it from somewhere whether it's from a story and a hope in something supernatural or fiction or non-fiction whatever it takes <laughs> as long as it's healthy then that is the grease to get us unstuck from those hopeless moments and those hopeless places. On that note, I think I'll take this episode number eight to its end. I think this is about 30 minutes, roughly. Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, 
And if you have anything that you want to share with me, go to mrsimpossible.com, M-I-S-S-I-S-I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E.com, <laughs> and you'll see ways to contact me. All right, guys, make the best of whatever you do after this podcast ends. <laughs> That's my well-wishing for the end of this podcast. Talk to you soon. How about we end, actually, with a little little pretty sound effect. I'll give you a bling. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>